You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You talk. What up? Give me two. Everybody, it's the Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. We're on a Wednesday. Usually we're on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's also not 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So please forgive us for our trespasses. We know not what we do. We try to make, well, we think we have an idea of what we're doing. I will make that clear, but we welcome you to the show. Last week we were off. Phil, you were in Paris. How was Paris? Yeah, it was uh, It was awesome. We'd never been before, so it was really cool. We walked uh Walked a ton and ate great food, and you can, like, trip and fall into a good restaurant there. They're literally all over the place. Uh, and it was big. I didn't I didn't uh, realize how big it was going to be and how, like, the Eiffel Tower is huge. I know this sounds stupid as hell to say, but... Uh, you mean the city itself is big? Yeah, yeah. It reminded yeah. me of Chicago. Uh, big, yeah. uh, big avenues. Yep big city blocks you're walking down and the look on the map and it looks like a short distance. And then you're walking for 20 minutes and you're like, where the hell is this place? So, uh, it was awesome. Everybody's everybody spoke English so well there, like makes you feel stupid for not speaking a second language. Literally everybody <laughs> speaks English there. And a lot of people, it's not even their second language. It's like their third or fourth. So, um, wow. people were service was incredible. Like even like the hotel breakfast at the Marriott we stayed at, you had we had waiters running around <laughs> taking care of us and stuff, and everywhere was like that. Service was really amazing. Uh, I didn't think people were unfriendly, so I don't know where that stereotype comes from. But uh, hmm. uh, I the bet there was somebody friendly. there who was pissed. Somebody in town was pissed that day. Oh, yeah, it yeah, does yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But just like in general, it didn't seem like it being in any big city like new york or chicago or whatever you know so uh uh really cool would highly recommend it yes sir i've never been over there so i can't speak to any of that but what i do want to speak to are prospects so for this episode i wanted to focus with originally planned the may 1st cuts which are now no longer happening apparently yeah. except for 
like for bullpens or but batting, do hitters have to go down? Do you understand what's going on with this change for the original May 1st cuts? It was going to be that as of May 1st, a team could not carry more than 13 pitchers. Now it's going to be they can continue to carry as many pitchers as they'd like, I think. So, and it, you have to get down to 26 guys. So, what a lot of teams will do is carry 14 pitchers and 12 hitters. Um, the original plan was going to be a 13 13 split. There's actually been a couple good articles on this topic for anybody that's interested. Read one today from Ben Clemens at Fangrass, which I thought was fascinating, where he laid out research on how this season has had the most innings pitched by relievers in the history of baseball so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's contributing to the offense being down, right? Because pit relievers are pitching more innings. Batters are at a disadvantage the first time they see a pitcher. That's where the times to the order penalty comes in. And good starting pitchers have to have a lot of different looks to show batters to turn that order over two and three times. So um, it was just a super article. I'd look it up, Ben Clemens fan graphs, explaining how the uh, team's throwing more relief innings, more relievers, and they're also um, not throwing on short rest hardly ever. So it's something like only – 10% 10% of their appearances are in back-to-back days. And what it's doing is suppressing offense. And even like the bad relievers, so like the lowest quartile in the sample, because um, they're really plumbing the depths. I mean, some teams are carrying 16 pitchers right now. Even the bad relievers are outperforming their projections. And so what he suggests in the article and what I agree with is there's probably some level where it doesn't make strategic sense for a team to continue to throw relievers out there. Like if you get to your really bad relief pitchers, then you're better off having a mediocre starter continuing to eat the innings. But we haven't hit it yet. We haven't hit it yet. And who knows where it'd be. You might have teams carrying 25 pitchers before you hit it. So it's very (laughs) interesting. Yeah, I saw that headline on Fangraphs today when I popped on there, but I didn't get a chance to read it. I definitely will read Ben's article because it makes total sense to me. I I guess I just assume a lot. Because I see these things, and I just assume everybody else recognizes them because they're paying as much attention as I am. But I, I got to remember that I'm way more immersed in this every day than maybe your typical person. So good on Ben for yeah. making that realistic. That's had, a really good point. I had no clue about the split. Like, he laid out the split of innings pitch between starting and relief innings, and uh, I had no idea it was like it's over 50% relief innings now, which is which is unheard of. So. Well, you know, I scour the box scores every day. I do Govier's guys on the Palazzo Patreon. If you guys want to subscribe, it starts at three bucks. But every night I try to do it daily, and I go through every box score, and I look for the stat lines, the performances, and the players that I'm interested in or that I think that the patrons should know about. So I've, I've seen what he's talking about. I see it every day. There's so many games where there's yeah. just tons of relievers. You know, five, six, seven pitchers per game happens more often than... It used to, for sure. So I have no doubt that it's real. And, you know, it does suppress offense because these are pitchers that come in fresh. It's just like the pitchers who go through the orders the first couple of times. It's easier for them. The pitchers, the hitters adjust to the pitchers by the third time through the order. And that's why there's a lot of starters that don't get to stay around for that third time. Yep. So yep. it makes complete sense to me. And I... I feel for those hitters, man, because it's brutal. It's brutal to try to hit a lot yeah. of this as it is. And now the, the sweeper is there, taking yeah. over. The sweeper's the new rage, right? So yep. I was reading about that this morning. It's basically a slider with just more 
movement on it and it's a little bit slower too it's not exactly i mean some people throw sliders harder than others but the sweeper generally seems to be from about 78 miles an hour to 82 miles an hour from what i saw interesting yeah but it's wicked so we do know this that there will and there already are cuts uh bryson stott was sent down he's gone bye i'm gonna miss an l taking an taking an l why it's too early i thought I thought, well, not all around, but I thought even just for 2022, he was going to take the starting job. I thought it was going to be his, and he would at least hit enough for average to stick around. So I didn't foresee him struggling to hit for average like he has. But The first week, it looked like Baum was toast, and it was yeah. all going to be Stott season, but it changed very it, things changed very quickly this game. It's hard. It's hard. You can see how these guys have to adjust. Uh, quickly to this stuff because the pitchers are the pitchers are ahead of them and they're facing game planning like they haven't seen before like when you're first called up uh the teams are going to use all the data they have against you to shift uh outfield positioning there's somebody who wrote a really I think baseball prospectus had a really good article on outfield positioning today so when you're a prospect mm-hmm. and you come up you haven't really seen as that as much you know at triple a um they're not going to be as advanced in that type of thing and the way the pitchers are going to attack you and then the pitcher's stuff is just better too so it's a huge it's got to be a huge adjustment period yes it does and as ben ben i always call you ben now so dumb you're not benjamin chase you're phil goyette but benjamin chase is a wonderful human being who pops on our show from time to time make sure you follow him on twitter benjamin chase he knows scouting in minor league years he does uh jason says what's stott's dynasty value right now so I have him in that points league that we're in. And, I mean, if you've got him in Dynasty now, you're just going to have to hold. Hold tight and just wait, I think. So, um, unfortunately, if you're fortunate enough to where you can, like, move him up and down into the minors, stick him back in the minors so it's not as tough. Uh, if you're not, you've called him up, it's going to be a tougher decision whether you're going to ride the wave or not. But, I mean, I still think he's a player, so I wouldn't cut him. Um, but I don't think you're getting anything in return for a trade right now, so I would hold on to him. Yeah, I think you got to hold right now because the value is just too low. You never want to trade when the value is yeah. low, and that's always going to yep. be a rule of thumb for me. Uh, yep. as, regarding the, the cuts on May 2nd, which are in effect still, so just to clear up the confusion, as Phil said, you can have up to 14 pitchers on your roster, but you still have to get your roster down to 26 players for the day of May 2nd next week. So... I wanted to make that clear, even for myself, to really make sure. Because baseball just wants to, you know, they, they're always changing things on the fly. Whether it's initiating a playoff system during the short bozo season right before the <laughs> beginning of the year. They do this right up to the last week of the extension. They make this slight adjustment. You know, and the baseball is absolutely compromised. You never know which baseball it's going to be. Chris Bassett said it better than anybody last night. I'm going to talk about that on a full episode of the Plaza Podcast after this one. So if, if you like yeah. what we do here, stick around. Me and Deary are going to be live after this show doing another episode. We'll talk about the ball itself, but that's the case with the prospects right now. So, you know, I don't just know how you can a, trust, trust it. Just as an aside, so pitching prospects are usually a bad investment first year anyway, but uh, a thing that pitching prospects have to contend with is adjusting to the baseball because the major league ball is different than the triple-A ball. Uh, and grips different, uh, feeling the hands different. So they've got to adjust to that. And now you're in a situation where uh, they've got multiple baseball 
designs, I guess, if you want to use that word, that you could be handed during the course of a game that you're going to have to deal with. And mm-hmm. I don't know if these young guys are doing the – somebody told a funny anecdote about Randy Johnson, like throwing back like 30 baseballs until he got the one that he wanted one time. So I don't know if a young guy is going to do that kind of – Garrett Cole does it, you know, feel the seams, and if he doesn't like this, feel the seams, he'll start tossing them back until he gets the one he wants. I don't know if the young guys are going to stand up there and do that. You know what I mean? I don't know if you got the – Huevos to step up yeah. there, man. You know what I mean. So we know how um, it is. Rookies, other, it's adjustments. It's adjustments, man. Yeah, it's nuts. It's it's absolutely out of control. But I want to talk about here some of the. I'm going to give you some names, and you just tell me what you think is going to happen right now. Uh, C.J. Abrams. How much longer does he stay on the major league roster? Ooh, um, but, but, but I don't know what the the injury situation is behind him. So I'm going to have to. Well, Tatis may Tatis might come back in June. So if if you're even okay. if you're telling me he sticks around till Tatis comes back, that's a to yeah. me that's a big surprise. You think that's the case? Yeah, I think he I think he will. And uh, if you're rostering him redraft, he's probably you know I don't know if you want him for redraft right now in Dynasty. If you have him up, the whole thing with Abrams this year would be steals, and the Padres will run. And the dude is fast, and he can get on base. I know the the line's been rough so far, but I don't. This is so early that uh, have some patience with him. And when he gets on base, he can run. Um, so you're looking for steals and runs with him. I don't know if you're going to hope for a ton of power this year. But, uh, yeah, I could see San Diego running with him until Tatis is back as whole as he's going to be for this season. I didn't realize June was that was his was his timeline. That's exciting. It could it could be June. could be middle June. It could be later June. It could be July. You never know. But yeah. it is going to be difficult to roster him in redraft i just don't see how you can have him on your roster right now because yes he's talented but it's a future scenario he's not providing you output today which we need now he's one of those guys though that could have a week where he steals like four bases you know what i mean and apparently like, oh, that's julio rodriguez's thing now that's he, what he does yeah <laughs> he can run yeah surprisingly he's got six deals already um, yeah yeah he's an athlete he's just an athlete i don't know that he's the necessarily the fastest player but he's athletic gets off the line smart he's a smart ball player it's actually kind of mm-hmm. got him in trouble so far uh being smart so like you can tell his batting eye is good and he has a feel for where the strike zone should be because of all the caught th- uh, called third strikes he's faced because <laughs> he's a rookie uh, and he does not get in the calls right so he's goes. looking at a lot of borderlines you know arguably balls that are getting called their strikes on him so um that'll change that'll change for him too He's just a yeah. smart. He's a smart ball player. And uh, oh, uh, Jay says, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but prospects seem to be having a lot tougher time adjusting the past couple of years." Theories? Question mark. Did COVID layoff set guys back, or is it the ball? Well, absolutely. The COVID layoff was a big bummer for a lot of people, but mainly for us because we have no idea how much they were able to train and play games because there weren't official minor league games. And, uh, you know, we yeah. heard about the alternate site games, but we didn't get a lot of access to that stuff. So we, as the fantasy players and managers and people who consume this stuff, we lost out because we have no idea for the most part, unless you really tied in, you pay for extra subscriptions to the prospects, lives of the world, the prospects, three, six, five, all these places where they are really honed in even them. Could only get so much access. Yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely had to kind of hurt some stuff. So, I don't know. I would have – this is the kind of question we could actually probably answer, but you got to look at the data to answer it. Um, I do know that generally prospects, you kind of do one or two things. You either go nuts right out of the gate, like uh, Badu, Akil Badu, 
or Uh-oh. like what Yerman Mercedes did last year, where the you take the league by storm. Um, but then the league adjusts to you. So that's like path one. Path two is you struggle out the gate until you adjust. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, some of the stuff is just too hard to determine until you have a bigger sample size. You need a year, a uh, year and a half of plate appearances to kind of see what the player is going to be like in the majors. Well, last year's Rookie of the Year winners were Randy Rosarena and Jonathan India. Both, yep. to me, those are not raw guys. Rosarena is like 26. And Jonathan India did surprise, but he was a college player who was highly touted, started slow in the minors, but just really turned it on when he was given the chance last year. And he's 24-ish, so he's not like, it's not like these are sub 20-year-olds like Juan Soto's or really young guys who came out and won Rookies of the Year last year. So I, I don't yeah. know. I, I just think there are, if you're looking for guys that are going to be, you know, 20 years old, 21, 22, as the elite prospects that come on the scene and dominate, those are always going to be more rare regardless. But I think it's even more rare these days because of what happened over the last two years. And yeah, the baseball, you just never know. That too, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question, like Jay. I appreciate it all goes that. in there, yeah. Boop, yeah, nice stew. Hey, yeah. stew it. Yeah, stew and huff. Mm, that reminds me of that movie, uh, Ravenous. They make a good stew in that movie. If you've never seen Ravenous, check that movie out. Have not. Yeah, well, you should watch that one. I think you'd like it. There's a lot of good stews in that movie, I'm just saying. If you love movies because of the stews, Ravenous is the show for you. You talk. Two L's, two Z's. Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. We're talking about players who are going to survive the cuts. They're going to be around. Obviously, Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Wood Jr., they're not going to go anywhere. People did ask me this in the Palazzo Discord, by the way, which is free to join. Go to the Twitter handle, two L's, two Z's, Palazzo Podcast. we got a great crew in there. Yeah, get in there with us. Yeah. yeah, get your asses in there. You got Russell's yeah, sure. uh, Armchair Dungeon Dragon channel. You got to check that out just for that channel alone. But I check it. I get up every morning and I check and I there's like all the news from the night before. It's great. All the injury news is in there and uh, people try have starts of the starting pitchers of the day, like some deep cuts for start. There's all kinds of great stuff. Got to get in there and check. Trying. It out. We're trying. We're trying to do our best there. I will tell you this. They did ask me about Julio and Bobby, but they're not going anywhere. And just for the record, just say it, Phil, so people so. know that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Bobby Witt had a little rough day today defensively. Utah. From what I saw, yeah, me too. the way against the White Sox, but the growing pains. Oh. Well, it does happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Some other players of note. Uh, what about a Spencer Strider? How long does a Spencer Strider stay around now that he can be part of this extended? Bullpen. Spencer Strider of the Atlanta Braves. Interesting player. I actually dropped him in my main event, which is a 15-teamer, last week because I just... It's just too inconsistent. I don't know when he'll pitch, and he's not really like an everyday reliever by any means. He's more of a stretch guy. He'll pitch a couple of innings, and then he'll have five days off. So, Yeah. He could be great if he's going to keep his ratios down. He had a blow-up. I don't know if it was last week. And then it was his last start. That makes it even worse. Yeah. 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 So, the you know... I still think Strider will probably stay up in the pen because he can be like he's he's not going to be a high leverage guy for him right now. He's going they're going to keep using him how they've been using him uh, when they need two innings or something. They'll they'll throw him out there in the middle of a game. Um, what I like about him is he should rack up strikeouts, uh, and it's nice then, uh, especially in a deeper like a fifteen teamer or something, if he can keep his ratios down because he's giving you more innings, which pushes your ratios down more. And more innings means more strikeouts, so he's racking up strikeouts and chances at wins, stuff like that. So I think Strider sticks around. Mm, um, yeah, well, he has no cons. reason to leave right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a team uh, I'm looking at, the Pirates. 
Uh, I guess that shows you that I'm rebuilding some teams right now. But so if you look at the Pirates, um, they just called up Jack Sawinski, a power-hitting outfielder they got from the Padres trade last summer. So Sawinski just got called up to the, the big club. Um, and one of my guys, Tukupita Marcano, just got cut up to the big club uh, because mm-hmm. they've had some injury problems. Reynolds is on the COVID IL. Newman's got a groin problem. I saw today he's going to be out three to five weeks. Oh, so these news. are some like these are some position players that should be available on the wire and that should be getting some playing time now that could possibly help you. So like Marcon Tukupita is uh, should be an on base guy. He's shown a little more pop, but on base and maybe steals a couple bags, scores some runs, that kind of thing. Um, I think he could play every day. I guess roster resource has Van has Van Meter as our everyday second baseman. I don't know if I believe that. Um, so I think. Uh, and Takupita can play second, third, short if you need him to. So uh, he probably can even play outfield. So I think well, it's more good news for Diego time. Castillo, too, who's already been there. Yeah. 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 He should stick. He should stick. So, um, and see some more playing time with the opportunities. He has uh, And then Sawinski is interesting because he might hit for some pop. So uh, you probably in deeper redraft or see what he can do once he gets going. But he's a guy that can hit for power. His ISO at double A was 333 this year before they called him up. So mm. keep your eye on Sawinski as well. Well, I th- think Castillo, Castillo's not going to be known for his power. Diego Castillo of the Pirates, not the Mariners. But uh, if he's going to be playing every day, you know, he might be able to steal a few bags here and there. And he's not going to walk much either. Um, I actually picked him up in my main event, I think the second week of the season. And he oddly, he hit a home run that week. He was like, oh, wow, what a bonus. But. It's really all he's done otherwise. There's not a lot of value so far, but he has to grow too. He's 24, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I think you know Pirates are just going to let guys play there like you mentioned. All these guys are just out there in the wilderness, free as a bird to do as they please. So, you know, if you find something that yeah. sticks, go for it. Yep, yep. And it's the kind of thing where maybe you're streaming a guy or you need an injury replacement for your team because everybody's there's so many guys on the IL right now, you know. So just keep your eye on the active roster situations for those bottom feeder clubs, you know. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, I want to speed through a few guys here. We're going to wrap up the show soon because i got to do another show right after this of the Palazzo Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. Utah. Follow us on Twitter, Give Discord, Patreon, all that crap's available. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, of course. If you haven't done that, don't be a fool. And Marty's from his work desk here live. What up, Marty? My man. Marty's, Marty's hooking okay. it up with the two two start pitcher articles. Those yes, have been good stuff. So far this year, yeah, great stuff. Fantrax HQ. If you're in a weekly, yep. If you're in a weekly league, you got to check out Marty's two start pitchers every, each week because that's just like so crucial. So, absolutely agree. Great. Glad you said that. Uh, we talked about it a million times. Real quickly, has your tune changed at all with Adley Rushman? You said that you think all of the players on the Orioles, including Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall, that they're trying to kind of coalesce them together as a unit. For those of you that have never watched a show, Phil has said this many times that he believes the O's want them to have this connection together as the battery mates, Adley Rushman, the catcher, and these elite, highly touted pitchers that are on the brink. So it is Rushman coming up, and then we might yeah. see a couple of those pitchers soon? Or, I mean, because Rushman's going to get closer to be to be. Someone that has to get on this damn roster. It's just getting ridiculous. I know he was hurt to start the year, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's quite back from the injury yet. Um, so uh, I think I saw news today that he's just maybe starting to rehab from it. So he, he might need until June 1st or something before he'd even be ready for them to call him up if they want to. Um, 
and Gray Rod probably could go. I just don't know why they're going to have him throw. You know, they're going to follow up Bruce Zimmerman with him. You know, like you're trying to win a series or something. Yeah, they so, got Jordan Lyles. Stupid. They're all good now. Right, Robinson Chirino. He's going to work with Robinson Chirinos. So, <laughs> uh, so, and I think DL Hall is just penciled in to make his first start of the season. I think I saw that today as well. So I just I don't know. There's not with any kind of slight injury with these guys. They're going to go slow with them. Um, I do think, like you said, if they come up, it'll it'll be in a in a timeline where they can kind of get them going at the same time, which might not be till after All Star break or you know August first. I hate to say it, but for a team that's not trying to win ball games, if he's not one hundred percent healthy, they're not going to throw him behind the plate. Uh, what about Riley Green? Uh, I haven't heard any updates. He still is obviously injured. He's not going to be available right now, but they really seem to actually need him. I watched the game last night. The Tigers absolutely blew it on just some stupid defense, like horrendous, multiple defensive lapses at a most bad. crucial point in the game. And this is yeah. not the first time I've seen this, Phil. I've been watching games here and there when I can, and I've seen drop foul balls, like, or oh, just couldn't get it. That one play that happened with Tyler Alexander, and Tucker Barnhart about 10 days ago where the ball dropped right between the pitcher and the catcher with two outs and allowed two Yankees to come around the bags and scores. It just dropped right in front of him. It was stupid. <laughs> so they need Riley yeah, Green. Yeah, yeah, and he could be playing right instead of Grossman. It's it's just the injury, so I guess they'll be slow with him. But, I mean, look, the Tigers let Torque uh, come up and also kind of get settled in. He was a little bumpy, I think, off the, off the bat, but then – He's fine now. So I think when Green's healthy, they, they'll get him up. Uh, it's just a question medically when that's going to be. I think I saw something today. It might not be until June. Um, so Definitely. Just, have, just with the injury and then the ramp up time after it to make sure the foot's okay and everything. So, um, yep. but yeah, I mean, look, he's an, I think he's a defensive upgrade at any of the three outfield positions. Just if you start there. And then offensively, I think we talked about it. He was probably the best hitter in the club in the spring before he got hurt. So, so bottom line, yeah. redraft, should you hang on to him? If you have a roster spot, would you be hanging on to Green? I wouldn't. I usually don't play that way. I want somebody on my roster that's going to play now. So um, okay. I, I think it's too I think it's too early to be stashing him. Um, if you want to stash fair. him a week ahead of a projected call-up, I get that. But to hold it, you're, you're burning a roster spot for a, at least a month. And right, let me fire off a couple. No, you're absolutely right. I agree with you as a as a philosophy too. I'm with you. Let me fire off a couple more names before we go. Tristan Casas of the Red Sox. Bobby Dalbeck has just been a disaster at first, and Casas is ripping the shit out of the ball. So, how are you feeling? What's your gut telling you right now? My gut said he, he was ready at the start of the season. So, yeah, I think we see him up pretty soon. Um, it might just be when Boston's feeling a pinch, like they need to win some games or something. So they've got all the weird, they've got some guys that can't play in Toronto and shit going on too. So um, he, he might go up and down type of thing. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, okay. Casas would be an upgrade for sure. So yeah, I think uh, he's close. I think he's going to get in that lineup and he's going to make a difference. I think he really yeah. will. By August, he'll be in that lineup every day. I, I'm feeling that way right now. That's how I feel. Of course, we're all yeah. predicting and prognosticating who the hell knows. Uh, quick comments here from the crew. Live chat always open to y'all. Jason says, Mike, do you typically like to stick to chatting about guys that may have an impact this year? Thoughts on Raffaella? Now, first off, just this episode was surrounded the May 1st cuts, and we want to talk about some players who might survive cuts or who will be coming up soon after these cuts for redraft. Just this episode. But no, we, we cover all 
prospects every level. We t- we had a show about international signees, and we've talked about yeah. 17-year-olds. So we'll cover everything. But uh, what about Raffaella? Do you uh, have anything to say, Phil, about – I don't even know who Raffaella is off the top of my head, frankly. So I'm going to be honest. Know. I'm coming clean. Think of the Ninja Turtles here. Uh, <laughs> Pizza dude. Yeah, Jay, let me know who okay. Raffaella is, and I can help I'm, you out. I'm on the old fan graphs here. He's on the move. Sedane Raffaella, Boston Red Sox, high A, third oh. base outfield prospect. I got to say, I'm not real familiar with him. He's listed at 5'8", 152, which is interesting. I think it was that big when I was about 12 years old. Um, that is, if that's the guy he's talking about, that's a little dude. But uh, I tell you what, he's he's raking at high A right now, though. ISO 343. Yeah, 343 ISO. The strikeout rate is below 20%. Uh, Let's call it incomplete then. Because you got to look at it. high A, six home runs, five stolen bases. So good call. I like that deep cut. Okay. Well, Phil's going to, I bet Phil, next time we'll try to talk about him after Phil gets to maybe see a couple swings when we find some video on Rafaela. There you go. Thanks, Jay. Now we cover everything just for the record, everybody. It's not just redraft prospects. It was just focused around May 1st. Matthew Z here. Hey, I know we came on early and people are like, you guys came on early. Sorry about that. That's totally my fault. Abrams being sent down to down soon we talked about at the beginning of the show we don't think abrams is leaving until tatis is back which would be june or later uh guys from charlie yes Sox prospect getting hype that's the guy we got it right so we nailed it on rafaela is he actually touted to be five is he actually touted to be 511 i don't i don't know perhaps <laughs> perhaps yeah uh, a couple more real quick here before we get off the air i wanted to hit you on uh brennan davis of the cubs uh I mean, the Cubs are in a spot here where they have a decent team. I don't, I don't think the Cubs yeah. are the a... The outfielders are good. Yeah, the that's are the good. problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, for Davis. But, uh, yeah, surpri- so that Suzuki signing, how genius does that look? How good do you How good do you feel right now for taking him in that uh, uh, whatever rookie drafter in that league that you took him in? Yeah, I love it. Dude, I spent $49 million on it. It was the best $49 million I ever spent. So, yep. without a doubt. And how many times can I ever say that in my life? <laughs> He's so awesome. And I took him with my first pick in our home league's uh, draft, which is 10 keepers after the fact. So the first pick was Justin Verlander, and I was so grateful because I had the second pick, and I got Suzuki. So, Oh, yeah, give me Suzuki over Verlander for sure. It's, uh, he looks yeah. like the real deal. Looks like the I mean, Verlander's – he's healthy. That's good. But, yeah, Suzuki is a yeah. keeper like right now. Uh, he five does look years, like the real next deal. Next five years he's right in his prime. It's just beautiful, so. Yeah, my outfield Trout, Acuna, and Suzuki. That makes me and Trout Rosarena. Well. So. Trout, Trout is just locked in right now too. By the he way, he is. He's yeah. He's yeah. he's not stealing a bag though, and everybody's waiting for that first steal. So kind of worried about <laughs> him stealing at all. I don't really want him to steal. Like eh, you don't have to steal, man. I'll take a three hundred, you know, three fifteen average, yeah. forty home runs, and fill the four of the five stack categories. Don't get hurt. I'm fine with that. So yep. Okay, well, uh, we tried to cover as much as we can. I'm sorry. One guy that popped to... up. Let's talk about one more guy. He popped up. Oh, in okay. One more the guy. Prospects, prospects Discord. Corbin Carroll. Ooh. Uh, who came up in the Discord. Is, is fly- he, so he was flying out of the gate to start the season last year, hurt his shoulder, had surgery, uh, didn't play the rest of the season. He's flying out of the gate again. Uh, the D-backs put him up to double A, even though he had never reached that level before. Doesn't matter. He's, he's handling double A, no problem. Uh, I said, I think by this time next year, he'll be the top prospect in baseball, likely. You're looking at him to make the opening day roster for Arizona. There might even be an outside chance he gets a cup of coffee toward the end of the year this year. He can, And he can really do it all. He's a fantastic prospect. So. 
Wow. Okay, well, there it is. Oh, also, my friend Dave Petrucci, we didn't do a show last week, and he texted me before the show. He won't, Shout out to Dave. Oh, I don't have the shout-out button ready. Sorry, Dave. I'm shouting you out now. He wanted to know what <laughs> Phil thought of James Wood. And I already told him that oh, Phil love loves him. James Wood, which yeah. is funny that you brought that guy up because Phil has talked about him before. But go ahead, Phil. Get it on the record yeah. for Dave before we close the show. Yeah, Wood. So he's like has a good feel for the plate. He can hit for power. He's an athletic specimen. He's very tall, but has good body control. But you'll be surprised at how well he runs. For He's six seven, uh, but he can run really well. He might be able to cover center field and steal bases and stuff. So uh, he's almost like an O'Neill Cruz type of unicorn kind of guy. He almost, um, the Fangraphs guys always say, he almost looks like, a wing, like he should be playing wing for an NBA team. Uh, not center field for a baseball team. So yeah, he's very exciting. I he's a guy I was taking everywhere I could find last year that he was available in league. So you hear that, Dave? Great pickup. Yep. Yep. There you go from the horse's mouth. All right, that's the show. We've done it. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sorry we started early. Next Tuesday we'll be back on the regularly scheduled time. Don't worry. I know you people are creatures of habits. We apologize. Life happens. But hey, <laughs> at least Phil got to go to Paris, and you know uh, I got yeah. to take care of the errands I had to run yesterday. So. It's all good in the hood. Thank you so much for listening. Plausible Podcast, two Utah. L's, two Z's. Give me two. Discord, Patreon, and more. The Discord's really bumping. It's free, and the link is on the yeah. Twitter page at the top of the feed. Come hang out with us. Get to know us. You got questions about talking baseball team. every day in there, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, like people... It, like, I'm not, it's not me. It's like all the, Charlie yeah. and uh, Jay and so many other people in there. Like, you guys are so active. Jared, of course. So, get in there and connect yeah, with Jared. us. You'll yeah, you'll have a good time. We appreciate it. Of course, Russell, the man. So, all right, that's it. Make sure you follow Phil on Twitter, Phil of Sports, Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L of Sports, MJ Govian on Twitter. Thanks so much, everybody. Now I'm going to do another show right after this. So if you guys want to stick around, we're going to start around. up a, another episode with me and Deary in like three minutes. So hang tight. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.